What's good? What's good, y'all? This is Krill from Out the Box. I am back for a brand new episode. This is episode 105 of season four. I want to thank all of the viewers, the listeners that's been checking for me on Out the Box Talks, the podcast. If you're checking out on the YouTube channel, Out the Box TV, appreciate y'all. Thank you for being, you know, dedicated supporters of the platform, you know, and always appreciate when y'all share the content. So, yeah, man, um, I got another dope interview for y'all today. But before I do that, I do want to shout out a few things related to Out the Box. Uh, As you guys that have been regulars know, we have the website outtheboxmedia.com. That is the new music blog where you can find, you know, daily updates on some of the best independent hip-hop and soul music to be released, right? So um, for the most part, on a daily basis, uh, the website is being updated with um, brand new hip-hop and soul, all right? Also, we have our merch page where you can get out-the-box merch like this snapback hat and some other, you know, items like our T-shirts, hoodies, we got the coffee mug for Out the Box Talks podcast, and a few other stuff, right? So if you want to support us by rocking some of the merch, go to outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com. The link will also be in the description, all right? Also, we have our Patreon page where we have exclusive interviews that you can get that's not available to the general public, right? So you have to be a paid Patreon member. Um, to be able to get access to these interviews. Uh, I believe we have about over 40, yeah, definitely over 40 interviews up there that have not been, um, you know, out there for the general public to see. And it's continuing to grow. So, yeah, become a Patreon member if you would like to, you know, support us in that way and get access to exclusive interviews. Uh, Also... If you would like to donate to the platform, we have our methods and how you can donate to us. We have the PayPal, uh, Out the Box Media. You can send it to paypal.me slash Out the Box Media, as well as Cash App at Cash Tag Out the Box Rep. Again, these links will be in the description of this video and also in the description of the audio if you're listening via the podcast, right? The audio podcast. All right, and also remember to subscribe to the channel, Out The Box TV, right? I also have another channel. It's a music review channel called Out The Box Media. So they're both on YouTube. So if you're looking for the interviews, the interviews are mostly on this channel, Out The Box TV. But the music reviews, the album reviews are on the other YouTube channel, Out The Box Media. All right? So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Remember, you can catch the show on the audio podcast platforms like Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, you know, the audio podcast is there on those streaming platforms. Just look for Out the Box Talks, and you can get the high-quality audio of the episodes. All right? So, yeah, man, let me uh, move right along and bring along my guests that I have of the show today. They are actually two MCs that are healing from the city of, you know, the area of South Carolina. Uh, I actually found out about them for the first time 
back in January of this year with their new album, Supreme Talk, which is available on Bandcamp and digital streaming platforms. Uh, so, yeah, man, it, w- it was dope when I found out about it because it came out like late January, like January 25th to be exact. And uh, on first listen, I was definitely intrigued by the music, the soulful boom bat vibe that it gave off, as well as the thought-provoking lyrics that the album has on display throughout the project. So, yeah, man, uh, if you have been checking out this platform, you know how important I feel, you know, that kind of hip-hop is to the culture and, you know, artists who take their time to put thought and substance and a message in their music. And these artists have definitely done that with this album. So, yeah, we're going to talk to them in a little bit, uh, just a little bit more about the album. It has a variety of producers that have contributed to the album uh, as well. Um, So, yeah, we're going to get into this. I want to thank y'all again for being here for another show. And I want to welcome these two dope MCs to the platform. Welcome, my brothers, Jirai and T-Nice. To out the box talks. What's good, fellas? What's good? How y'all doing? Oh, blessed, man. We here. Yeah, I'm blessed. good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to have y'all on the show. You know, of course, I want to talk about this new album, Supreme Talk, which came out earlier this year. But uh, before we even jump into that, you know, I would like to get an idea of, you know, what inspired each of you to get involved with music. What made y'all want to take MCing seriously? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll go first. Um, For me, man, just the when I first got into hip hop, the idea that you could tell your story in a format that could reach so many people and that so many people could relate to what you were saying, no matter where you were from or no, or, or no matter your history, like you could speak um, to how you're living your life and, and what your life is like in a creative way. And somebody else will be able to hear it and kind of understand, even if they're not from where you're from, or even if they don't have the same background. So, that always intrigued me. And um, the writing part of hip hop, the poetry, the creativity and how you deliver your message, man. It, it just when I first heard it, I was so galvanized by it. I just had to. I wanted to make it. You know what I mean? I wanted to tell my story and put my my, my stamp down. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, man. Go ahead, T. Nice. And I, I forgot to mention that. So that was Jirai that was just speaking for those yeah, yeah. people listening yeah. via audio. And now got T. Nice. Tell me what your up, um, journey, bro. You know, man, music always been a part of me, man. Um, That's just itself. Like, just growing up in NY, man, in the summertime, man, I remember when Wu-Tang came out. Like, the summers was crazy back then. Like, Jay, Jay grew up a couple blocks from me, so we always loved Jay, but, like, what put me like this, where I fell in love with music was when I heard Illmatic. Like the first time I heard Illmatic, 
everything Nas was spitting on that joint was you, you step outside, you see it vividly. Like it was like a vivid picture, like from everything, man, from this life. And and I fell in love with it. Um, I want to say that Illmatic made me fall in love with it and just being around it, the culture where New York had the scene on lock in the 90s and 2000s, just growing up in that that environment, man, it just made you want to just be an artist. It'll be one of them artists and stuff like that. It was just the love, the love of hip hop. I always fell in love with it. Always back to video music box days. <laughs> Word, <Alpha laughs> you know, just waking up. Yeah, just waking up in the morning, man, and it's like just vibing, man. Um, they lost soul, you know, charcoal quest and all that. Seeing all that, I just basically just fell in love with it, man. And um, from then on, I always just it's been a part of me. It's been a part of me, man. That's wonderful, man. And I I, I forgot to mention that yes, T Nice is a native of Brooklyn. Yeah, just yeah, like me. Brooklyn, Wilmsburg section, Wilmsburg projects, man. Um, shout out to my my whole crew up there, man. Everybody, um, is always love when I go back home, man. Um, you know that that's just the foundation of it all. You hear all my projects. I always speak on it. I talk on it. Um, that's that, that's that's who made me who I am today. Wellsburg Projects, man. Brooklyn, NYC. Beautiful, beautiful, man. Tell me how. You know, coming from New York, you know, going to South Carolina. What was that yeah. change like for you? As just crazy. as a, a person coming from the birthplace of hip hop, right? And then you know, exactly. just adapting to this whole new environment. You know, it, it was different, man. A, a, a huge culture shock as well. You know, on um, the music diaphragm was different than um when I moved down, man, all my boys and stuff, they was listening to the hot boys. And I'm like, hot boys, you know, listen, listen to this. This is my, my deep, man. Check them out. This is Wu Tang, you know. Oh, I mean, I'll go, oh, this is CNN, Capone, or Yeager, like, super, th- like, like, who this, who this? i like, oh, this is what I'm on. This is, this is what we on. So it, it was different. I had to get a, adjusted to it. But in the long run, musically-wise, and being an artist, it, it, it was, I take it as a blessing because I, I adapted to all music. I, I listened to all music from there. Like, yo, listen to Hot Boy. Yo, listen to MJG, 8-Ball. Yo, like, we got this group right here, so-and-so, like, um, Outkast. Like, okay, so I, I, I had a blend of both music backgrounds. And I, I fell in love with it, but um, it was it was different moving down south at, at that time when New York just had it on lock. The North had it on lock, um, music wise, and moving south and you hearing all kind of music that was different from like Trick Daddy and and uh, Master P, No Limit. Like I, I, you know, that was new to me. But um, at the end of the day, you know, I respect the music culture. I sp- I respect all artists. It, it was just dope just to experience that, and and all. Dope, dope, dope. So talk to me about how you two first met and and actually came together as musicians yeah. or artists to work together. Yeah, I, yeah, I just off on that one. No, let Ryan right, right. No, 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 no. You got it, Ryan. I'm, I'm following up. <laughs> nah, I'm following um, up. it's interesting too. Like what T Nice was saying about coming down south with the music, because I'm I'm from Columbia, South Carolina, but my musical influences was like. The Fugees and uh, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, Native Tongues. Right. So yeah. me, me and my people was running around here playing that music. You know what I mean? And so we was, yeah. it's funny because we was like outcasts to a lot of people here because we weren't playing Master P and Hot yeah. Boys. We were playing Fugees and Red Man and Big yeah. and all of that. So it's just, it's, it's, it's the cultures. They most people think they clash, but right. they really fit together, kind of like a puzzle. And that's how me and yeah. T Nice came together. Yeah. Um, actually, my wife's best friend 
um, married T Nice's brother. So I was doing music and giving music to him. And he would always tell me, yo, my brother Rhyme, you should you should check him out. You should check him out. <laughs> so um I think I got um the first project, I think it was in my lane, the first, the first joint. And um yeah, I was like, classic. yo, nice dope. So exactly. we, we collaborated from there. So that's how we hooked up. And that was like 2006, 2007. 2006, 2007, yeah. something crazy yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been we've been working ever since. Um, he's my projects. He's on. I'm on his projects. We just been putting it together. We always do at least two or three. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Wow. So I I have to say it. Uh, this is actually my first time hearing of both of you. Right. So you telling me yeah. you guys have done projects together already prior to this as well this is actually the first project together okay. it, it, it's been long awaited but we got, got over it. almost we got over like probably 20 to 30 tracks together over the years man yeah. and yeah. like he said every project i had since um 2013 he's been on and vice versa and yes. um he's more or less the guy i go to man when i, when I know i got a hip-hop track and you know just the Go back with how we met, man. It was like he said, everything it was crazy. My brother's a, a hip-hop head. You give him a quiz, yeah. he, he's not feeling nothing. Hip-hop head. <laughs> My brother always comes to me with music, like, yo, T, man, someone's so whack or someone's so garbage. Like, I don't want to listen to that. So, like, at the same time, like he said, my brother was like, my brother do music, talking to Rod. Um, my brother's like, yo, T, this dude Rod's nice. Like, man, he, he's hip-hop. Like, it, it ain't a lot of dudes doing it like him. I'm like, for real? So I had to check him out. And what's so crazy, man, we build a relationship since like 2006, 2007. Yeah. I look yeah. at him more like a brother now. I look yeah. up to him musically. I look up to him. He give me motivation to get back and, and write and do this and that. So, you know, we, we build a bond over, well, that's over 15 years plus now. And um, it's like a brotherhood. And this project, I, I don't know why we ain't come up with a project already. <laughs> I mean, we always talk about it. We always make it tracks. But um, this project just came out during the right time, man. And um, I'm glad it came out when it did. And um, yeah. you know, you can't rush greatness. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. You know, yeah. I was gonna ask y'all about because it's one thing to put out a project, but it's another thing to build uh, a chemistry and a mutual level of respect for you know you guys to actually translate that. You know, even in your work and in, in the album, talk to me about Supreme Talk, right? Like. What 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 inspired this? Uh, what made this title fitting for this album, for your debut album together? Um, well, we had the song, and we were we had we were kicking around what to title the actual project, and Supreme Talk just came perfect because that's what we're doing. Um, we about lyrics. We're about speaking about what's going on in the world today and in our lives today but from a supreme level like not um not to glorify anything negative um you speak about some negative things but it's not in a glorification way it's supreme it's high level lyricism it's high level thoughtfulness and high level content it's it's supreme it's the highest you could get and i think um whenever me and t nice collaborate that's what is I know when I'm working with him, I gotta bring my A game with the pen because he always gonna bring his. So, you know, it's when we work together, that's what it feel like. It feel like Supreme Talk. That yeah, sounds that's exactly that sounds good, man. I like that. I like that. You know, it's 
I enjoy being able to ask questions to artists specifically about their music, right? From the titles to the art to the lyrics, all of that, because it gives me context to the meaning behind the subjects, right? So I'm glad that you 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 know you shared that. Um, I wanted to ask you all for those that may not know, like just to rewind back a little bit. What would you say are your two most important music contributions so far outside of this album? Like for folks that may not know, what would you say? You know, for if, if you wanted, if people wanted to go back into your catalog, like what would you point them to first yeah. outside of Supreme yeah. Talk? You know, for me, it's just the the countless consistency I had over the years of many projects I dropped. Um, 15 projects since I've been doing it since 2007. Wow. Like seriously, 2007. Um, I was South Carolina Hip Hop Artist of the Year for two years in a row. Um, 2014 and 15. One album of the year, one artist of the year, 2016 as well. And that was a major accomplishment for me as well. Cause like, you know, I, I never wanted to be a rapper. This I was just a hip hop fan. I played ball in my life, man. I was I was I thought I was going to the league. That's how I felt. And um hip hop just came in the transition at a time where I was going through a lot of personal things at the time living in Atlanta. And I just picked up a pen and started writing. And you know, um, that was my therapy, like it is to this day. So it's like the contribution to me, like how I feel, I feel like this gaining, where I gained so many fans and so many followers, that's like, you know, that's dope to me. That that made me feel like, you know, somebody is listening like you, you caught out music, you listening to it, you you appreciate it. I, I like that, that 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 brings joy to me as an artist. Um, You know, I, I yeah, we, we thought about the fame and this and that during the years when you're young and grinding, but you appreciate it more when you see the true value of it all, when, when it reaches out to somebody and it touches them in, in any kind of aspect of life, they can feel it. I mean, we, we relate to anything. My, my music, Gerard music, we relate to anything that goes on, on going on in life. Anybody can relate to. So like, it reached one person to me, another person, that that's like my, my greatest accomplishment right there. Like, that's how I look at it. I've been doing it, you know, like I said, 15 plus years consistently. And, um, Every project I, I do, I gain almost, you know, a handful, a handful, I'm not saying a handful, but a hundred more fans. Mm, and mm. it just goes on and on. And um, I seen that through sales from, you know, doing sales. Cause I, before the, the computer sales and everything start popping over, I used to be on the street hand on. Jarrah could yeah. tell you, I'm hands on. I probably print up 5,000 copies. I'm hitting up the whole East Coast, up and down from New York, Florida, West Coast, California pushing it pushing it but now you know everything changed with the internet social media um is hands-on now music streaming you know you can see yourself yeah. you can put it online that i had to get adjusted to that as well but um i'm i i like them both you know i like to interact with my fans and and followers and listeners mm. but um you know that that's me indeed indeed what would you say like if you had to name one or two what would you say has been your most well-received music prior to supreme talk I would say the Blood of a Slave, Harvard King series I dropped. I yep. did um three three series three projects of Blood of a Slave, Harvard King. That that right there got me just like worldwide, national to me known. I was touching play on places in United Kingdom. My um, DJ at wow. the time shot the Magic Mike. Magic Mike was my DJ at the time. Um, powerful DJ up in um Ontario, Canada, yeah. Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa, Canada, and he's doing big things. But um, me and him with the help of him, 
I won the awards, but we had the Blood with Slave series. That's where I was getting national recognition for magazines, on labels, independent wow. labels here and there. And at that time, it, it was like a big buzz. Um, I was pushing out 10,000 copies of the um, CD. And that right there let me solidify a lot of things to me that, yo, this is real. Like, you're an artist. Keep doing your thing. And that's when I was pushing, like, from 2012 to, like, present day where we're here right now. Um, but the Blood of a Slave series, that was, like, my, my most powerful, like, let me just feel like, yeah, this is it. Let's go. We ready. And we, me and my man Magic Mike, I'm up in Canada. We dropped three three of them. We dropped three projects, Blood of a Slave 1, 2, and 3, The wow. Rebirth. Okay. And um, during that that span, while we was dropping them, I dropped um four more EPs. I dropped EPs in the in the in the span, um month after month after month. The color series that was dope. I dropped that with Magic Mike. At that time, it was just rolling. Everything was going on, and um that was like a big, like my biggest um moments right there as an nice. artist. Nice, nice. Jirai, what about you? What would you say have been your most well received music? And it, it doesn't have to be um, projects. It could be songs, too, you know, individual yeah. songs. Um, the most well-received project, I think, uh, if I wanted to point somebody to, like, yo, this is Jira, it would have to be this album I did called Blue Collar Superstar. Um, just because okay. um, the title is Blue Collar Superstar, and it's a document, it's like a documentary documentary about my life, mm-hmm. like things I was going through at the time. Um just about taking ordinary what people call ordinary things and making them ex- extraordinary because in hip hop a lot of times it's about flash it's about uh trends it's about boasting and we kind of forget the everyday blue collar superstar people who go to work every day raise their families mm-hmm. um might have a barbershop might have a car wash or something like that and we don't celebrate the people who just grind and just work and they move in silence. So that was a project that I put out, I think, in like 2017. And um, it got me a pretty good amount of, of recognition. And people started to pay attention to what I was doing and, and what I was saying just about how different it was. So if I had to point somebody to one project in my catalog, it would be that. If I had to point them to one song, um, I did a song called Push. Um, yeah, off of my going. success album from 2013, and we shot a video, and that's the song is just it's basically about my wife, and about how no matter what you're going through in life, you gotta push through, and it's real descriptive, and a lot of people like that, like that record, so yeah. it, it it might be push, and then the blue car superstar for the push, album, push, yeah, <laughs> you got to hit that push, <laughs> you gotta hit the push, man. Dope, dope. And are these projects uh, available on digital streaming platforms, or is it just like on Bandcamp? Yeah, it's on. Uh, just look up Jira on uh, Spotify. Um, anywhere you stream, I'm there. Blue Collar Superstars there, pushes there. Um, and if you want to get it off Bandcamp, you can go to my website, truejira.com, and it's on there too. Dope. Yeah. What about you, T Nice? The, the yeah, same, project? same as well on um, Blood of a Slave series. Google it up. Um, all music platforms, Bandcamp as well, and then you check it out. All, all my projects from 2012 up. Dope, dope. You know what's so interesting? Like you guys are talking about, like I know T Nice, you were talking about, like receiving awards, South Carolina yeah. artists. Like, you know, it, it it's 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 like surprising to me how you could be, you could have 
traveled the world and so many people know yeah. you and like i'm now first getting to know you yeah. you know what i'm saying like and you know that that's it, how music every day be like, like you know yeah every day i gain a fan you know and that is, is love off of, off of mouth word of mouth and and just spreading the love the word and stuff like that socially yeah so, you know that that's dope to me how, how we meeting together and stuff right, and right. chopping it up and i also appreciate when artists who have like you know received a certain level of you know notoriety and people know about them all over the world when i when they when i say to them look i i didn't even like i had no idea you know and they're like you know what they cool about that instead of being like yeah. yo how, how come you don't know me you know what i mean like there's <laughs> so many artists out here it's extremely yeah, difficult man. for me i'm to humble know with everyone, it i'm humble you know with it man I, yeah real humble word word so the production on this album is very boom bap and soulful. I think that was like the one thing that clearly came across to me and yeah. what was intriguing to me as well. So tell me about the producers on this project. Cause I know there's like a variety of producers and uh, how'd you guys go about selecting the beats to formulate this, this overall sound that we get. Yeah. They know the, the overall sound, man, this is, that's just me and Rob, man. We, we, Boom bap, you want to put in that same, but boom bap, soulful. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. Anybody can tell you about T Nice, throw me a soulful sample. That's that's me all day. I could express myself better on. I love it. But um, that's that's that was the aim for the project. Um, you know, we got various producers on there. Um, some that I work with personally, some that I didn't that I reached out to, and they knew the feel. They they heard the music over the years. Um, I have probably had them on previous projects, a couple of them. And they already knew the type of feel I was looking for, me and Gerard. So um, we just kind of, you know, be real with you on this project. We we finished this project in a month. We went through it in a month. And and yeah. it was always kind of just in, in pace. Like we had the beats. We knocked it out in a month. Um, we was going to drop it Christmas on week. It was so funny. And we we pushed it back to January. And it just came out perfect. But um, we we just kind of aimed for that, that real hip-hop, that I'm gonna say conscious rap. Um, it, it could be put in that category as well, but we just kind of aim for that that boom bap feel, that real life 90 feel type music. And I, I think it came out pretty good. I think it came out pretty good, man. For our, for our first project, Rod. And the Supreme yes. Two, the Supreme Tour Two's coming soon. I have no date, but it's coming well, we soon. Yeah, y'all already um y'all have yeah. plans for a part two. That's dope. Yeah. Dope, yeah, dope. it's coming soon. So talk to me about the sequencing of the project, because, you know, when you are working with a number of producers, it's kind of difficult mm -hmm. to get a cohesive sound. And I feel like the sound on this album is somewhat cohesive. Like, you know, you don't to me, none none of the beats sound out of place, you know, in terms of what we're getting throughout the project. So um, who, who was responsible for, you know, sequencing and picking the right beats that would, you know, fill out the album? Um, well, it was, it was definitely a collaborative effort, but I, I like, I like the sequencing part cause I, I'm from, I'm from like the De La Soul tribe called Quest mm -hmm. era gang star where your albums, they told a story. And so when we were picking the songs for the project, um, the kind of thread with the Supreme talk is it starts with the times and the times is, um, we use the intro from Clockers, and if you know the movie Clockers, <laughs> it's um the guy sitting on the front of the in front of the uh I guess the bodega, looking at what's going on on the block. 
Yeah. And you, the camera pans to everything going on the block, and they're rapping about it. And so this whole project felt like that to us. Like, we got a bird's eye view of what's going on in the world and in our lives. So you start off with that. And then from the rest of the project, we're hitting on things that are happening like in real time. So Supreme Talk is the time Supreme Talk. And then you got reminisce where you, you know, you think about how things used to be, like what you, what you, what you had. And then you go to a little Joe where, you know, T Nice is telling a story about something that really, that really happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so before it's done, um, all of these songs, they fit in a space where you can start from the beginning of the story and you get to the end of the story with, with Life's a B, where we kind of talking about where the world is, describing the times in the beginning, and then where we are at the end in our lives. So, you know, it's, it's put together so you can follow it. And by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> like, I, just, I just went on a journey. Word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You just answered a lot of questions <laughs> that I was going to try to get into, you know, specifically in the interview, but I'll still go into it because there's yeah, yeah, we can go details. There. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that you, you, you broke it down like that, man. Um, you know, you talk about the opening track right the the times record and you yeah. hear the youth kind of rapping at the beginning can you tell me why you chose to open with that that specific excerpt from from the movie it's dope we both like the movie yeah. we had the yeah. we had the beat uh just the reality of what it is is we had the beat and the beat has a long intro it's like a long build up and so we were trying to figure out what to put in the buildup. And um, I know Clockers is one of my favorite movies. And it had I yeah. didn't find out until this is T one of T Knight's favorite movies. Yeah. So I'm watching the movie and I found I got to that scene. I forgot the scene because I, I think it's like right in the beginning. Like I forgot it yeah. was even there. Right, right. And I was like, yo, and the way the the dude was rapping, I was like, yo, that fit like <laughs> That fit perfect for the the joint. And then when you couple that with what he's doing and what we're talking about in the song, it's it just it it fit perfect. So yeah, man, I talk to me great. Talk to me more about what fit, because you just said, you know, that fit. Like what was it about it that fit? For me, he's describing, he come off with my name is MO. And don't you forget, like he Yeah, he's describing um, what he's going to do and what his life is like Mm. in his current situation, right? And so what me and T-Nice were talking about, when we wrote this this particular song, we were talking about, and I know for my my verse specifically too, was talking about exactly what my life is like in that day. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's not... It was it was literally how I felt in the moment. I heard the beat. I was like, man, what am I going to talk about? I'm just going to rap about how I feel in the moment right now. You know what I mean? And so that's what he was doing. That's what I was doing. And that's what yeah. T-Knife was doing on his verse. So yeah. it, it just it, it, it just fit perfect. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Thank you for, for breaking that down. So, you know, and I, I'm going to go through some of the lines that I hear on the album as well. Yeah. Uh, 
but staying with that track, The Times, Jirai, you say, I think it's like one of the first verses on there, or it's like in the beginning somewhere, you say, you know, when it comes to hip-hop, we got to be careful how we use it. Yeah. From your perspective, why is it important for us to be careful with how we use hip-hop music? Because um, hip-hop can change your life. But that life change is not always a positive one. And I think that line was coming right off of uh off of the young the young Dolph line. So Young Dolph had passed like the day before I wrote the verse. And I wasn't familiar with rest in peace to Dolph, by the way. I wasn't familiar with his music. I wasn't too familiar with his story, but I know the way it ended was sad. And the thing that brought everything together for me that made me feel like, I guess, like a weird little kinship to it is even though I wasn't familiar with his music, he was hip hop. And so the line came where I know hip hop and I know we have to be careful how we use hip hop because hip hop can change your life for the positive. But if you're not careful, it can also have a negative effect if you get to a certain place, but you can't trust the people that are around you. And so you could use the influence of hip hop to uplift and it could put you in a good place and allow your people to be in a good place. But what I was thinking when I wrote that line was it's a tool. We just have to be careful how we use the the tool that is given to us because it's an honor to even be in a position to do this music, whether you get fame or notoriety from it or not. Everyone can't tell their story in a way we can tell our story with hip hop. So we have to guard that and we have to respect the way we're using hip hop to benefit us. You know what I mean? So I love hip hop. You know, got to be careful how we use it, though. Wow, that is very well said, man. I got to give it to you, man. And the fact that you said it's a tool, when you think about tools, right? Right. Almost every tool you use you got to be careful how you use it. You could you could damage some stuff with the tool, but you could also build up some stuff with the tool, you know? Um, so right. I, I like the uh, the analogy with the tool and, and, and using that as a, you know, reference of being careful, you know? Yeah. So uh, also on that track, Jirai, you say, um, you have a line where you say, if art imitates life, then you made your mark. Then you made a mark. Mm-hmm. Explain the significance of that line and how you would like to see your art best imitate your life. And you could also answer that question too, T Nice. Yeah. Um. When I first got into hip hop, I believed everything that I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I believed everything that I heard. I heard Lauren Hill. I believed what she was talking about. You know what I mean? And so to me, the best art is the one, the art that comes from a real place that comes from who you are. And if you're in tune and astute enough, you can hear when someone is not being real or because there's certain things somebody is going to say. Like we talked about uh, when, when we listen to Mob Deep. Right. So I listen to Mob Deep and I know they're from Queens. I know they're from Queensbridge 
And I know that what they're describing is something that they lived through, something that they were around, because you can tell about how they say it. So the art yeah. that they were making imitates their life. Yeah. And that's whether you're, you know, in the streets, gangster lifestyle or regular like me, nine to five. Like what I'm writing about is my life. That's how you make your mark, because that's what makes you unique. No one else is like you. So if you tell your story in a certain way and your mm -hmm. art that you're telling imitates the life you live, only you can do that. So if you can have an impact doing that, you'll always make a mark on somebody else's life. It might not be a you might not be Jay-Z, but you'll always be able to affect how somebody else lives because you're telling your story in a truthful way. That's the real. way we get off track is when people try to act like they're one thing. And we know that it's not really there. But if your art can imitate your life, then you're going to impact somebody. Well Indeed. said. Well said. And how, how do you, uh, how would you would like, how would you like your art to best imitate your life in terms of, you know, your vision for your art? Man, I just want to, um, what I've been on lately is legacy. Mm. So I just want to be able to tell my story because the reality is, you know, I'm not going to always be here. I got a wife. I got two. I got two daughters. So when I'm not here, I want them to be able to listen to my music and be like, yeah, that's that's really who he was. Or mm. I remember when this happened. You know what I mean? And I, I want I want my legacy to be able to be followed through my music, man, because that's what's really important, because you can't take your money with you. You can't you know, take your car, your house with you, but you can leave memories behind for people that matter and for people to carry on. So that's what I try to do. And I'm always conscious of that. When I make music, no matter what I'm talking about, I'm thinking about like, yo, what kind of impact is this going to have when I say it? And am I going to be able to stand that up next to, to my life? And people be like, yeah, he said that, but <laughs> that wasn't really what it was. Right, right. Like, yeah. Nah, that's really what it was. So yeah. that's that's what I want my music to do, man. Wonderful. What about you, T-Nice? How, how do you see your art best imitating Yo, your art? Gerard said everything out of my mouth just now. now but um, <laughs> same here, man. Like you said, um, Legacy. I have two kids as well, my, my son and my daughter. Man, we ride everywhere. You know, play T-Nights. Looking at them, play, play T-Nights. My daughter rapping my song. So just that right there, let alone, is like, yo, okay, this is like a legacy. Like, they could have forever memory. But, like, you know, my it, it's it's just the passing with it all, man. Um, I, 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 This is dope to me. Oh, Gerard said it all. Gerard took everything up my mouth. <laughs> My bad, man. Oh, no, no, you good? That's nah. cool. That's, that's, cool. Why, that, that's, that's why we rock, man. Me that's like the, the same person, man. Me, you're being him like the same person. I could, I could come to him for anything, and um, yeah. it's just like this: music or life, anything. We, we, we like that. Right, right. For everything, yeah. So, um, it's inter It's cool that you said family, uh, T Nice, because on the self-titled track, the Su Supreme Talk track, yeah, T Nice, you have a line where you say, "Your kids be your peace." Through these yeah. bars can't define fear. Can, can you give clarity on what you actually are getting to with that line? Like I said, man, um, through the, my kids define peace, man. Through these bars can't define fear. It's like more or less my kids, I could have a stressful day. I could just be doing my mind everywhere. But when I see my kids, 
minute I walk through that door, they it, everything is out the way. They give me that peace, man. It's like the hugs, the kiss, daddy. It just brings me back into myself. And you know, and then like when I said through these bars, man, it can define that. It's like you can't you you can hear it through you know you can hear it in my music what I go through in life and it's just real, but you can't see it only through the bars and stuff like behind the bars you you can vision it all and um what what I go through daily. But when when I see my kids, they just let all that everything just clear everything out. My peace, it's mm. peaceful. Wow, dope man, dope man. So oh, yeah, the self titled track as well, uh, Jirai, you say. Went from a king to a god, but don't know how to be a man. That was one of the lines that jumped out at me. I was like, oh, here you go. You're in this lyrical bag here. But with meaning. Always. What is the underlying message of that line? Um, it's just a it's it's just the talk. Like it's what everybody says in hip hop. Like, yo, I'm I'm a king. You know what I mean? And then Kanye with the um, from a king to a guy, you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. we we aspire to so much, but a lot of times we miss the foundation. Like you you can't be a king if you're not a man first. And and those are the basics. Like if if you are if you're really a king, it's certain things that you're gonna do. It's a certain lifestyle that you live, it's a certain way you carry yourself. And 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 just to be, I'm, I'm trying not to go crazy, but just to be like real, dog. No kings tell, no king has to tell you he's a king. Man. You know when you see a king that they're a king. You know what I mean? And it speaks to the the hubris of man to think like, oh well, I'm a king already. Now the next step is a god. And it's like, bro, <laughs> you can't make sure your kids get to school on time. <laughs> like, yeah. what, like, what are we talking about? And so. That's what that line was based on, like how we all aspire to certain things, but we lack the foundation to make somebody else say that about you. You know what I mean? Instead, if you got my grandmother used to say, if you got to say it about yourself, then it's probably not true. Mm -hmm. But if other people are talking about it, then then that's something you could take to the bank. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, man. Words of wisdom, brother. And I love it how you <laughs> drop it in jewels in the album as well. So. Man. so you know, I want to go back, jump off the lyrics a little bit just to talk about the construction of the album. Like, how did y'all actually record this album? Was it in the studio together or did y'all do it remotely? That was dope. Um, Like I said, we, we both got the in-house um, set up studio. Mm -hmm. So what we did, um, we pre-recorded it. You know, we do our own little mix and mastering and we shipped it back and forth to each other. He shipped one one night, boom, I get it. Same way, back and forth. So we finally finished the project. We'll ride around to it with our own mix. Then eventually on um, we came up on um, one weekend, like in November, we knocked out the whole project in one day. I um, went to the studio and everything, recorded it, um, laid it down in like three hours, the whole project. And um it, it was just beautiful from there. Like we went straight to the booth where we had the rhymes and everything um memorized, the flow memorized, patterns and everything. And we went straight to the booth and knocked it out. So that that's how how we kind of did this work the project the concept and everything it, it went pretty smooth like Beautiful. that and i how long did it take again i think you guys mentioned that earlier right about a month and a half yeah finalizing everything a month and a half wonderful yeah. wonderful what would you say was the most memorable experience you had recording this project 
Mm. Most memorable, probably just kind of just working with my man Gerard, like like we did. That's the first time we really kind of just locked in mm. over the over the past fifteen years. Cause we, he'll send me a track, I have it back to him like two three day turnaround. Same with him, but me and him really got together personally, chopped it up, you know, for hours, and uh, we kind of just vibed off each other vibe and. It was, that was just dope to me to finally just connect with him over the past 15 years we've been doing music and really get the, this vibe out and make a project together. It was dope. It was real dope. That was like the the, the, the brightest, the, the spotlight for me anyway. That was the spotlight for me to really work with him this time. Dope, dope. So the other yeah. thing about this album is it has a few meaningful skits on the project. And I love when I can hear albums where... It's not just the lyrics and, you know, and the beats, but there's another component in skits which help to complement the project, right? Can you tell us what the overall message you all wanted these excerpts or these skits on the album to offer to the project? Um, Fife, man. <laughs> just the... Um, the influence of Tribe, the influence of Fife, for me, um, is very impactful. Like I wouldn't be who I am in hip hop if it wasn't for Tribe. And what 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 Fife brought to Tribe was the gutter, like the grungy element, but still keeping it highbrow. Like he's gonna give you the street. But it's not gonna be the street in the way that you expect. He would muddy muddy ranks, you know what I mean? So <laughs> for me, that was um when I found that uh that that interview with Fife, um, and it complimented the song uh before it's done song well too. But like, and I got my man DJ Ambush to do the the beat for it. Yeah, but it's just for me that was important because I never had a relationship with Fife. I had a relationship with him through the music. But mm -hmm. T Nice, he can tell you the story too. He actually had a relationship with Fife, so oh, that man. is kind of brought us together a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik, Malik, man, you know, rest in peace, Malik. Um, my first cousin is actually grew up in the same neighborhood with Malik, and um, you know, over the years, man, he might pop up for a random Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm little at the time, you know, as the dude on TV, video music, by like, yo, you know, bugging out. Wow. And I finally met him. Um. This this one made me start doing music series as well. Wow. 2010, 2010, 2011, I met him down in Atlanta for a week and we chopped it up. Me and him, Jerobe, all of them, um, Ali. It was his um, 40th birthday party in Atlanta. He celebrated at the time. And um, my cousin linked it up. We um we chopped it up. We um talked. And that was, you know what's so crazy? In my own lane, volume one, uh, that Gerard talked about, he got. I, I threw that to Fife. Like, oh, Fife, check it out. I'm doing music now, ooh, this and that. So I ain't hear from him for like a week or two. And everything, you know, time to settle off and all that. He um shot my cousin an email, like, yo, tell your cousin to keep doing his thing. And that's how that's what was said. And um from there on, I just kept on running with it. And um, you know, um, God bless his soul, rest in peace. Um, we supposed to link up again. And during this time, that's when he transitioned and um passed away during this time. And you know, um, just that motivation, let alone from fight, just to like, yo, keep doing your thing. Like it, it was dope. He he gave me a lot of wisdom, a lot of words when we chopped it up on his birthday. Showed a lot of love. Um, it, it was just a dope experience, and that's why I really started taking this series on um, after that, those conversations with him and stuff like that, man. Yeah, that that's so dope, man. Like, yeah, you know, his 
we got a chance to hear his uh his posthumous album, you know, yeah. that mm-hmm. came out recently, man. I, I'm just curious, you know, being on the topic of Fife, like how 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 did y'all um feel about the project and you know just you know like I I like when I heard it when the day that I it actually came out like I you know I definitely checked it out right away, man. But um, you being an actual fight fan. Jirai and you also, um, T Nice, you know, having that yeah. relationship, like, you know, um, you know, like, how did y'all feel about the project and just his legacy, you know, at, at you know, after his passing? Well, it, it was dope. Um, I'm on with Jirai to me, yo, fake got an album coming out, like, for real. Uh, I hit my cousin up, asked him about it, yeah, it's coming out. So I, I was ready to hear it. Um, I, I'm on nothing, I listened to it that morning at work. And when they came on, they just kind of put me in the vibe, like, yo, is he still here? Like, this is crazy. Wow. Like, yo, when he yeah. recorded this, I'm like, and then I get, I get, I think it was the production that put it like, like, oh, he was still here. It was like, like vivid. So I'm listening to him riding, and it's brought back, you know, like a lot of memories of Tribe, um, memories with him, and just, just the overall concept and um, of a fight dog who he Tribe Quest, Quest, who, who, what they brought to the game. It just felt good for the moment. I, I think I wrote to it that whole weekend. And listen to it and everything. I, overall, the project was dope to me. Um, you know, um, it was hip hop. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt like it felt right at the time and stuff like that. And um, I, I think it was a dope project, man. It was a dope project, well put together. Definitely, I, I think it's one of the I best love projects fight. of the year so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it is. Go ahead, Jerry. I, I, lo- I love, I love fights, man. And uh, the production stood out to me. But T Nice is right. Like the title of Forever is perfect because. Yeah. It, it felt like he was still here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, the collaborations he had on there, the production he had on there, mm-hmm. and they used the same interview we used for the Supreme Talk. So that means we yeah. in the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they did. It's they just, did. Yeah, it's <laughs> tri- I can't say enough about uh Tribe Called Quest, man. It's it's it the the influence they had on my sound on on what I know hip hop to be. It's just and Fife Fife was a perfect representation of that. So rest in peace to Fife, man. Absolutely, yeah. man. And you know, speaking about that interview um that is on, you know, your album as well as on that album, um, it's such a powerful message from Fife. Like he's like saying exactly <laughs> what yeah. I've always thought about, you know, um, especially when you look at the climate of hip hop now, like, you know, but it's been like that for a while. Cause it's, he yeah. actually said it, you know, um, like why was it, um, important for you all to have that message on the album in terms of what he's talking about, you know, and you can elaborate a little bit more on what he's talking about and why it's important to hip hop as well. Cause people don't listen anymore. <laughs> and, he, and he knew and he knew it back then and i think the key the, the reason it's important what he said is because who was the one who's saying it fife is from tribe tribe is part of the native tongues movement which them and de la soul jungle brother sparked was mm-hmm. what was called alternative hip-hop so it was supposed to be an alternative to the gangster rap and the stuff that was going on. So when you have somebody like Fife who comes, who's cut from that cloth and he's saying, you know, it's cool to do songs about partying. It's cool to do songs about drinking and the women, 
because we all live that life. But at the end of the day, you have to give people more than that. And it it talks about the well-roundedness of who we are as human beings. Absolutely. Not just being one-sided. And so to me, that's that's the key. Like that's I call my brand of hip hop true life hip hop music because it's really my true life. Right. It's well-rounded. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Some of it is great mountaintop experiences, and some of it is, yo, I'm struggling today. But people need to be able to see all of that. And Fife gave you all of that, especially wow. on this Forever album. He even goes into his relationship with Q-Tip and the tribe stuff. Like, yeah. he gives you everything. And a lot of times, nowadays, people don't always do that mm. because they're chasing a trend. So... Yeah. I, I think that's why it's important for us to put it out there because it's it's we want to be carrying that that same torch that he was carrying. Absolutely, you know the other thing about you know his words on on that on that track is it it reminds me of something that I've heard a lot in hip hop where you know and and this happens a lot with the the stigma that conscious hip hop gets right or you know or underground hip hop or just thoughtful hip hop i've heard people say oh i don't want to listen to that when i'm in the club and i i would always be like yo <laughs> what fraction of your life is in the club you know what i mean like even if you go to the club it's not like you're going to the club every day unless you, like, literally work in the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I used to always, like, bug out about that. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Like, it's a small percentage of your life that's in the club. But if 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 rappers or MCs spoke about everything, like you said, real life, what happens in your real life in a given day, you know, mm. the music would reflect you know, a lot of thoughtful lyrics, I think, right? If you just took the time to just speak about what happens in your life. But instead, you know, and not everyone does this, but a lot of what we see in the mainstream or in the commercial media is this small fraction of what happens in, 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 in one's life. And, and oftentimes that small fraction is, is something that's materialistic or something that is destructive at times, you know? Um, and, and, you know, I have no problem with artists who tell about, you know, like if you come from the streets, I think you got to tell your real, what you really come from, but it's, yeah. it's, but you got to do it. I think it's beneficial when you do it. It's more beneficial when you do it from a, a place of like not glorifying it, a, a place of like telling yeah, exactly. the, the the all of it right like the the pitfalls and the challenges that come with that lifestyle mm -hmm. you know and you know, yeah so i just wanted to elaborate on that man um in yeah. regards to that to that that um excerpt man you yeah. know it, it definitely resonated you know highly in the scope of the album as well that's what's up appreciate you indeed indeed so i want to go back to yeah, let's talk about uh some more lyrics on the album. The yeah, sir. the um hold on, let me make sure I got it. All right. Okay. So the track Reminisce 
Jirai, you have a line where you say, the best to ever do it, you'll probably never see. They work that nine to five and jotting lines like, like you. Yeah, like, like you said, like me. Um, yeah. What do you think is the biggest factor in why an MC could be so talented but never heard much or seen in this climate of hip-hop music? Marketing. <laughs> Marketing. I mean, the reality of it is a lot of people who um, are signed to labels, they have big budgets to make sure their music gets heard and is presented in certain places. But there's a difference, like I said, at the end of Reminisce, it's a difference between doing it for the love or the like. Like, the, the best rappers are the rappers who do it because they love it, whether they get accolades or whether they get fame or whether they even get recognized. They do it because they love it. It's rappers that I know that I that you'll never hear about, and I think they are some of the greatest rappers I ever heard. You know what I mean? But they work a nine to five. They work at UPS or they, you know what I mean, working in a corporate office and they rap on the weekends and they go to the studio and make songs when they get a little extra bread. But it's a it's an authenticity there that you're not going to get from all the time from people who are, quote unquote, like the best to ever right. do it. And right. that's 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 what I think the key is. Like, why are you really doing this? And that, yeah. having that verse on reminisce, because when we first started doing music, T-Nice too, like, you didn't do it for fame or you didn't do it yeah. for recognition. You just wanted yeah. to make a contribution to the culture. And you yeah. just wanted it to be looked at in the eyes of your peers as somebody thinking that you're dope. Yeah. So, you know, it's before sales, it's before any of that. So I feel like the best person, the best rapper, You'll probably never hear about the best rapper on a mainstream level, but you'll touch down in a city and you'll be like, yo, I rhyme. Who the, who the nicest rapper out here? Oh, it's my man from around the block or it's old girl that stay, you know, on, on yeah. Martin Luther King. So that's what I think that's about. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And you know what's so interesting about the line is like, as real as it is, it's almost like an oxymoron in a sense. Like, you know, you're the best to ever do it, but you've never been heard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's, I definitely, I definitely was, I definitely <laughs> was tooting my own horn in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I dig it. I dig it. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's such an unfortunate thing. And I, and I feel like, I think we were talking, I was talking to you guys about this earlier, like, you know, in this climate of, you know, clickbait and, you know, people doing things for the algorithm, right? You know, um, it's almost like you got to dumb down, you know, your, your message or, you know, or use a certain dumb down tactic to get people to hear the substance, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think it, it speaks to that that point of, you know, what you were saying with that line, you know, the best to ever do it, never heard, you know. Um, but yeah, man, marketing is definitely a major yeah. factor. Unfortunately, marketing takes money and, you yeah. know, it's, it's just part of the game, right? 
Um, exactly. And, you know, some of the best people might just not have it or not even just the money, but even the, the know-how of where to put mm-hmm. the money to get the right marketing and all of that stuff. You know, but yeah. They need to call the T-Nice because T-Nice knows how to market. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I, 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 I just learn as I go, man. So 15 years doing it, I just learn as I go. Hey, you man, know, experience is a teacher like no other. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, T-Nice, uh, I want to ask you um, the the track Reminisce. Yeah. You know, you... Really? you Personal I mean, you guys track. both, yeah, just was getting ready to say, like, how emotional yeah. was it for you to write that track? And, you know, um, you know... How'd you guys decide on what y'all wanted to touch on on the on the topic on the track? Man, it was, that track was so um, funny because that was the last track we um actually recorded and um put on the project, and it almost was about to be left off um due to the fact uh, we, we was just trying to get the project out. We had this and that out, and I I was holding the beat for like two weeks mm. um because I got just mind froze. Like let me, I'm told Rod, I'm gonna get it, Rod. I'm gonna get it next week. I'm gonna get it next week. I'm gonna get it. And one night it just came to me, you know. Um, it just hit me. I hit Rob. I wrote wrote that joint like by like ten minutes. It just hit me. Um, you heard on the, the track the lyrics and all that reminisce. Um, I did that verse dedicated to my mother. Um, who um I lost two years ago. Mm, um, sorry to hear about during that. this time that yeah appreciate it. during this time right now. Um, I was losing her two years ago, you know. So that that track hit home personally because my mother was she was my biggest fan. Mm. Um, always always call me T Nice. Had all my music, you know. Was proud to tell her friends and family, you know, Tom, you know, T Nice doing music, right? You know, who T Nice? Thomas, you know, government named Thomas. So it was funny, and um, that track just came to me. I, I felt the beat. I brought my daughter in the studio with me. Um, she got a little ad lit on that track, and um, I just kind of reminisced about my mother on that track. Um, all the, the vivid memories I could just put on that 16 bar that's right there, and um, it, you know, it, I felt it. I listened to that track daily, mm, and yeah. um. It, it was dope. It came out dope. When I, I, I told Ross, I mean, we both reminiscing about two different aspects. I hope it meshed in together. And when I laid it down, I, I listened to it. Like, oh, it, it came out right. It came out nice, and everything. We just reminiscing. And um, that that verse was all about her at that time. And um, I miss her, miss her like crazy. But she's my motivation doing this music to this day. Wow. To this day. That's beautiful, man. Day. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, rest in peace to your mom, man. Yeah, it's appreciate that, my man. Yeah, appreciate man. that um, you know in terms of you know the subject matter that you guys chose to speak about on that track you know like you said it's two different topics right you you're talking about your mom and, and Jirai's talking about something else um what dictated that was it was it the beat you know just hearing the the, the vibe of the beat yeah or was there something the else that gave the idea for the topics to discuss well less for me it was the vibe of the beat mm-hmm. at the time and um, the title, let alone reminisce, you know, reminisce over you, my God. Mm. I was just like reminiscing. I had, I was just had my eyes bobbing, and it just hit me at that time. I was just reminiscing about the times with moms and missing her and stuff like that. So it just came freely to me when I was writing it. It was just like almost I was freestyling it. It was just coming one, two, three. So um, for me, it was just just the hook, the beat, and everything. And I just kind of went from there and um, laid the track down, but um. Like I say, it's a it's a real personal track. Yeah. Um, but um, that's me. All my tracks I put out is is, is more personal and my life. With a lot of people don't know about. A lot of people see me, you know, 
Um, they don't know what I go through or what I've been through or who I really am. I express it in my music. You listen to all my music, everything I've seen, everything I've been through, everything in third person view or what I know, I express it in my music. Um, yeah. Everything's real. Everything, like nothing fabricated. And that's the that's the good part about it. Um, it comes out it comes out better and freely when you express yourself like that when you're keeping it real. Absolutely. So that's, that's how I go. Uh, I, I, me and Jerry had a talk. Um, well, while we was doing the project, I think Jerry, you remember when I came out um as T Burner? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, T T Burner yeah. was 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 the artist that Jerry was just previously talking about. You know, you can listen to the music and oh, he didn't live that life. You know that that's all that's who I was when I first came out 2006 seven talking you know talking about American cats and stuff like that yeah I've seen it I've been around cats that done it but that that yeah. wasn't me that mm. wasn't me and and when I was rapping it was coming out like I was doing it but at at when I really grew into an artist and really started expressing myself and the true me it just felt better it felt better coming out it is it, it laid on the track better and you know it's is it's people relate to it more people mm. can relate to it more and everything yeah. so that was just me. Yeah, indeed, indeed. You know, um, think, go ahead, go ahead, Jirai. You was gonna say. I want to say this real quick yeah. on reminisce. I think it's important because we're talking about two different things, but the underlying thing we're talking about is loss, right? And rem and reminiscing on the loss that you experience, like the loss of what hip hop is. Well, people don't even know hip hop anymore, and then you have some people who always hold on to the memories and the principles and the loss that T nice experienced by not having his mom physically here. But it's important because he's got his daughter on the track. And he even says in the song that, you know, his daughter reminds him of her. Mom, and even man. though she is not here physically, what you never lose is the memory. You know what I mean? You never lose the memory of hip hop when you first got influenced by it. You're never going to lose the memory of your mom. And so, yeah. It's, and, and that's why Black Maul did the scratches on there. The the they reminisce over you. Yeah. Even that even that song is about trouble T Roy, but it's about the <laughs> memories right, the that you have after the loss. And if you can hold on to the memories and the things that are important, you never actually lose. You know what I mean? Right, true. right, right, right. That's true. Yeah, just refresh me, Jerai. Your verse is about on that song. Is it, you're talking about hip hop, right? I'm talking about hip hop. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The loss that that. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Well, and, and one of the lines is, you know, people don't even you people say hip hop, and now you don't know what it really means. Mm. Like you can you can hashtag hip hop, hashtag hip hop on Instagram, and so much stuff comes up, and it's like <laughs> y'all don't even really y'all don't even know the principles. Like y'all don't even yeah. know what hip hop is for real. But then you can find some people who are holding the torch because they still remember what it felt like to make sure. Before you could even go to the studio or before anybody could record in their crib, your verse had to be good enough for someone <laughs> to want to bring you to the studio to lay your verse down. Yeah. And the only yeah. way you can get that studio invite is when people are around you in the cypher, your verse got to be fired. If it's not fired, then you're not even getting to the studio. And it's <laughs> and, and those memories of the, the camaraderie, but also the iron sharpening iron that you have is is kind of lost. You know what I mean? And, and so that's what I was talking about. And when T-Nice did his verse about his mom, it was apropos because 
he's always going to remember her and he's always going to look at his daughter and and for real like she looks like she looks yeah. like his mom yeah, like it's yeah, not yeah. even real talk so yeah. he's always going to have that and so no matter even though she might not be here physically the fact that he has memories the fact that he has stories the fact that he has songs and the yeah. fact that he can look at his children and see the influence of his mother it is it never goes away as long as we can hold on to that so isn't yeah. that's that yeah, record I, I got a, a big record. That's a big one. And also behind that, I got a, a, a dope tribute video that I, I did for her, man. It's yep. on YouTube. Um T Nice Love Yours called Dear Mom Love Yours. And um, I mean Love is Strong off yeah. the yeah, off the yeah. Reflux project. Um and it's a dope tribute to moms. And um we, we shot that all day. My brother pops and kids in the video. <laughs> and um just check that out on T you know on YouTube. T nice. Yeah, you know I mean? love it, love is strong. Dedication to my moms. Got it, got Everything, it. man. So, T-Nice, you have a solo storytelling track on the album. We talked about it earlier. Entitled yeah. Little Joe. Tell me, um, you know, what, what you wanted the message of that story to convey and, you know, how that's... Basically, that, that that was um, a true story about my man Hassan, whatnot, um, who I grew up with. Um, played ball and everything, man, back home. Um, every summer I come back home, we we kick it, man, and trip and everything. No, he ended up going to pit to play ball. I just switched his name to Little Joe, but um, you know, he was out there killing, doing his thing. You know, got caught with the wrong people, and um, you know, life life ended for him tragically and everything. And I remember when I first heard it, I was in the military, and um, it hit me hard, hit me hard, cause I was like, that's my man. So you know, um, one day I was just writing, just just first doing my therapy sessions and stuff. And he just was on my mind. And I just kind of heard the beat. And it was like a storytelling beat. And I just put two and two together and, and came up with the track. And Gerard was on there with the ad-libs for me and everything. Oh, we was in the studio that day. And Gerard just kind of laced the ad-libs for me. And um, the little hook in the beginning and the end. But um, it was more or less a personal track um, by my man who, who I was thinking about at the time. Mm. Stuff. Mm. Wow. Yeah, man. You know, that what I what's interesting about this album is like you have almost like all of the elements of hip hop on this album, right? Yeah. Like in terms of specifically putting together hip hop songs, we got the skits, you got the storytelling records, you got the back and forth records, you know, it's just, everything yeah. is there, man. Like, was that something you all set out to do? Like, did you all, like you were talking about being well-rounded, like, did, was that something you wanted this album to convey, like these different, aspects of, yeah. of an MC. Indeed, yes. Yeah. Of course. Delivered, of course, yeah. yeah. That that's what we was aiming for. And um we just aiming for just this that feel all around hip hop. And um like you said the back and forth. We was like, yo, you get first, I go first. Like, nah, whoever feels it, you know, we're gonna go in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go in and just kill it. And um it just came out just freely. Like I said, we was in the studio that day for three hours and knocked it out and we had fun with it. And um the way we put it together it's kind of just meshed in together perfectly. Like it just kind of just like a puzzle right in. And um, I, I, when I, every time I listen to it, it just like plays out like a story. Like Gerard said, through the from the skits, from the from the bars and everything, plays out like a story, like right, a storyline. Right. right. And it meshed in together. Wonderful. It was real organic, man. It it was real. It's always organic with me and T Nice work. Yeah. But this one in particular, with the way we the way we put it together, it just it happened real naturally. And that's that's a testament to like like you said, our chemistry. Right. Like tonight, that's my brother, man. Like I yeah. 
I hit him or he hit me just to check in, not even on some music all the time. But when we work, that that is what comes out because these are our conversations. You know what I mean? It's yeah. what we talk about. It's what we it's what we do. And we hip hop. So it, it happened real natural. Exactly. What would you all say the song before it's done is about? Like, uh, what meaning does each of your lyrics offer to the title? <laughs> Man, that's my favorite song on the whole project. Um, that's my favorite song before it's done. <laughs> we actually, we actually did that song like years ago. So, yeah, yeah. when uh. What I wanted to convey, and I know T Nice wanted what what he wanted to convey. He can talk about that, but just the idea that there are certain things you want to do before your time's up. So Fife passed away, and I was at T Nice has sent me to sent me to beat, and uh, I, I think his verses was already on there. But like Fife passed, and I would I took my kids to the park. So I'm I'm listening to the song to the beat on my phone, knowing fight pass like the day before, watching my kids play in the park. And I just wanted to convey that like before we tap out, it's a certain certain things we wanna we wanna get to. And so I start off talking about the first time I ever heard Tribe was me and Night Marauders album, 1996. And I remember sitting in my best friend, my best friend Luther, he had a blue Omni, taking the taking the cassette out, getting ready to play it. You know what I mean? And 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 I in the verse, I'm kind of shouting out different songs on there. But and then I go into because I lost my cousin. My cousin who my cousin Kashif, who um is the biggest uh influence in me doing music at all. Him and Fife, that it they passed in a similar way. Mm. So um I remember Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, my favorite tribe album. And I remember riding around with my cousin Kashif, him putting me on a different music. And both of their passings happened in a way that influenced me to think like, yo, before it's all said and done, we're gonna, we're gonna make it. We're going to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And the life that we live in we're not living for IG posts or for um, somebody else to point at and say, hey, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like we're living for, like I said before, like a legacy. Right. And that before it's done, we're going to we're going to accomplish that. So that's my favorite, favorite song on the whole project. Yeah, he, he always said that was his favorite track. And like, like just follow up what he just said. That's how the feel was for me. And, um, you know, the first verse was basically by one of my close homeboys to this day. Um, who got um incarcerated and stuff and um was gone for a while. Um had kids out here and um you know we I, I trace back to where we used to ride around back in high school and, and do wild stuff to the days that he's locked up and I see his kids and they look just like him and um you know I'm looking out for him and letting him know that they good and stuff and I'm like wishing when he get out that may he do be a better man for his kids and um second verse as well um my one of my close cousins who I lost um, out, out in um, Canarsie and stuff but during that time, got killed. Um, I, I was kind of just talking about that and, and his mother, who's also my first cousin, um, letting her know everything's going to be all right. Grandma's up in heaven watching us. You know, she's looking down mm. and stuff like that. So, like, before it's all done, man, just love yours. You know, love love your people. 
um, just love your surroundings and do right. So that it was like that track went in perfect with both of us and stuff. It meshed mm-hmm. in, and that, that's one of my favorite verses from Gerard as well too, because I like how he just came in with it. Yeah, and like he just was talking about his um his cousin's sheaf or whatnot. Yeah, I heard I heard about him through my brother. I think I heard about him from you and my brother, and um, yeah, I heard he was talented. I never got a chance to meet him. Just talented and everything, and um, I know that track was real personal for him, real personal. Yeah. But I just like how he just rolled the beat on that track and how how the beat switched up. He just came in crazy with it, like from the first verse. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite <laughs> verses, man. I, I love that track. Love that I appreciate track. Appreciate that, man. Definitely, yeah. man. Yeah, definitely dope track, man. You know, Jirai, you you speak on that track where you talk about. Obviously, you know, Fife Dog and, and, and you know, a Tribe Called Quest's Midnight Marauders album, you know, having such a, like, big impact on your life. I think you said it changed your life, right? Yeah. Can you expi- oh, yeah. Yeah, can you expound more on the depth of the impact that, uh, you know, Fife, and, as well as that classic album, had on you? Well, all right, I'm going to give you some quick background. I got into hip-hop late. Mm. So I grew up... um in a not really strict but in a, a very um firm i'll say firm christian christian household mm-hmm. right so we couldn't listen to any anything but gospel music until i was six no until i got into sixth grade then i got into r&b michael jackson all that stuff <laughs> but when i first got into hip-hop it was 96 with fuji's the score my man luther put me on the fuji's the same dude is who I'm sitting with, and he put me on the tribe. And it was just the idea that even though they're from Queens, they were taking jazz elements and putting it in the music in a way that's very, very intellectual. So I love jazz music. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit familiar. My dad used to used to play the wordless or instrumentation and stuff. So when I'm hearing what, what they're doing production-wise, it blew me away mm. because I didn't hear anything like that in hip-hop. And I didn't know, and because, like I said, it was 96. I was late to the party when it came to hip-hop. <laughs> I didn't know that it was people even making music like this. Mm. And when you couple that, the production, with the fact that they're not talking about Great, they're not talking about killing, they're not really disrespecting women. They, you know, electric relaxation, like it, it was it was just different. And so it influenced me in a way where it was like, yo, like this is this is it was powerful for me. And the the way Fife Voice cuts through on on that on that record and Q Tills production and the song selections, and like it was just it was amazing. So when I first heard that, I was like, yo, I want to make that. <laughs> Whatever that is, Dope. I want to make music that feels like that. And um, yeah, yeah so when I, when I got interested in music, my cousin Kashif was also making music. And I started to make beats. So I would take my beats to him. And we would ride around and listen to my beats. And he would say this and that. And then when I started rhyming, he was like, okay, this is how you make 16 bars. So the Tribe Called Quest connection and my connection with Kashif are like almost like one and the same. And so that track talks about that. It's like a snapshot of, of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, but Tribe is, Tribe is, Tribe is everything. 
You know what I mean? To me, it's tribe. My favorite groups are Tribe, De La, and Outkast. You know what I mean? It's probably Outkast more than Tribe and De La just because Outkast talks how, how we talk in the South. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So right, right. when I first heard Outkast, I was like, oh, them sound like my cousins. And they, <laughs> they rhyming for real? Yeah, but that Tribe, that album is, is special, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, you spoke about having prior knowledge of jazz and I'm curious to know, like when you heard hip hop over jazz, what did that relationship do for you as a music fan? Like hearing something that you had prior knowledge about the music and jazz and then hip hop being connected to it now. Like what did that feel like knowing of jazz prior? It made me feel like anything is possible. Mm. So, like, the thing that I loved about jazz is you can make music without any words, but the music without any words can describe exactly how you're feeling. Mm. And when you put hip hop and poetry on top of that music, now you have the words for what the music feels like. And I just, I was just unaware. Like I come from a gospel. I still love gospel music to this day. Mm-hmm. So I come from a gospel background where um, the music that you're making in gospel, it has to mean something. It has to make whoever's listening to it feel something. Right. And I was under the impression that that's the only music that did that until I got when I got into jazz. It's like, yo. This jazz is making me feel something and it doesn't even have words. Mm. And then when I hear try, it's like, yo, like they just put the words to what I was feeling already. So they, they, yeah. So So the feeling is even bigger now because you were feeling it without words. And now with the words, it's just a whole other level. Yeah, It's a whole other thing, man. And that, that, that album. And when you dig deep into the album, and you realize what Q-Tip was doing with the production, rhyming on uh, three, four times <laughs> with with four, four bars. I mean, it's hard. I don't. I can't even do that. I don't even know how uh, they were doing. You know what I mean? So it's just it's it's real. Um, it's it's that deep for me. You know what I mean? And that that tribe album, Midnight Marauders, and they whole catalog really is. I mean, you got to study that. That's that's something serious. Indeed, indeed. So what's also really cool about that track is that the beat change up that comes in when your verse, you know, when your verse is introduced um, is so dope. Like, you know, and to yeah, my yeah. understanding, the producer is P-Soul. Yeah, P-Soul on the track. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. How, how yeah. did that beat change up come about for him? That 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 was actually um producer I was working with at the time on um, 2017 um on the Blood of a Slave Harvey King um series I was mm. doing I, I I came across P Soul and we got like three or four tracks together and he threw me that beat and it was in the vault because I had two verses laid down already and I'm like oh it sound crazy on it like dope I got artists that I reach out to like all the time so I sat there and I say oh Rod would kill this right now. So I, I send it to Gerard, and I, I want to say he sent it back to me ASAP, like that same weekend. I just I just heard him all over that track on that beat, just like it was just him. That was his. 
and um like Pete, like Pete sold a dope producer when I'm, I got a couple of tracks with him. Mm-hmm. But um, that when that beat changed, that I said, man, I can't, I can't get somebody to get on this one right here. I said, I think Rod get that one. And the way he <laughs> killed it, man, that's I, I, to this day, that's one of my favorite verses. He said that's his favorite track. That's one of my favorite verses from him. The way he rolled that beat and came in with it, and yeah. uh, how he was spitting. And I knew everything, every bar, every bar he spit on that track, I knew was just real life. So I was just picturing it. I'm I was listening. I was like, oh, let me want it back. Like he just he, he vivid had a vivid picture on the whole verse. Dope, so like dope. that that was dope how it came together. So did so the beat change up was already like created like that, your, right? Yeah. Okay. Only on the beat. Because yeah. the way Only it came across to me was like it was it like that's and that's that makes it even more dope because the way it yeah. came across to me, like it was adjusted for nah. when Jirai's verse came in because Jirai, it pauses nah. a little bit, like, and, and yeah. you know, Jirai says a few words. I think he says, Midnight yeah. Marauders changed my life. Yeah. He, like, talks a little bit and then he goes in. Like, it, it was just a, like, a really dope transition. Nah, that, that, like, you know, that's how, like yeah, a that's how the beat was made and everything. Yeah. And he, he just wrote it perfect. He came in perfect on that yeah. one. That's what's up, man. You see, that, that's lyricism right there, you know, yeah. knowing how to ride you know, yeah. uh, you know, a change up in a beat or a bridge section like the right way and, and have that type yeah. of impact, man. That's Real. what's up. Real. Thanks for uh for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. So um the song Say the Word, right? Um you you guys on you know, on a number of tracks on the album, you guys trade versus, you know, um, you know, sometimes you go first, T nice. Sometimes it's yeah. the other way around. Like, um, talk to me about what what the two verses are about in that particular song. Say the word. And that that was also a personal track as well. It was basically what I was feeling at the time. Um, mm-hmm. the all the emotions I was going through at the time. Um, the thoughts, the feelings. Um, from the drinking and henny every night. You know, looking in the mirror, telling myself, man, you know, get them right. Um, that was a personal track, but um, I, I like I said, writing's my therapy, mm. and um, I remember when I wrote that track too. I wrote that track one, two, three. At, at that day, I was just feeling a lot of emotion, different emotions, but I I wanted to put it in a in a view where other people could feel it and see that yo, you're not the only person going through this in life, right. and like, I mean, everybody go through it. You got to bounce back and be strong. I mean, know your foundation, know what you stand for. So it was more or less. I'm telling my 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 sorrows. But then I'm also telling my strengths above it all, like how I overcame it and how I'm how I'm looking in this mirror at night, every night, talking to myself to get right. You know, it was a tough transition on um, these past two years when mom's leaving me. So I, I was in a different space. Mm-hmm. So I had to put myself in a different, different aspect, this think, think positive. And um that track right there was more or less, I, I love that track. Um, everything to it um, it, it was real personal to me and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was just expressing myself at the time how I was feeling. Definitely, definitely. You know, yeah. Did you want to share uh, about your verse on that one too, Jerome? Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, let him, well, yeah. Because he, I had to listen to his track. Was so crazy. I'm not gonna explain it, but I listen, the first time I listened to his verse, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, oh snap! So I'm listening to it, like, and they, he, like, yeah, but I was talking about hip hop. What? Let me go back. <laughs> Let me go back. When I was to it the second time, it, it it just made me like, oh, this is wild. Because I at first I thought he was talking about a female. Right. He, he flipped it. He hit me with the common, like with common day. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I, I, like I said, I listened to everything. I'm listening to it. I'm like, yo, 
And when he said a particular verse, I'm like, oh, why not? We married. What are you talking about? Yeah. When he told me what he was relating to, I went back and listened to it over and over and over. I'm like, yo, this is crazy how he flipped it, man. Like, it it, it, it was dope. It was dope. Like, he, he meshed it in together so perfect. That track came out perfect. Yeah. And also, before he go to help me, the video was out on YouTube. T-Night, the yeah. ride, stay the word. We shot that. That came out dope, too. That's what's up. That's but, what's up. Well, Rod, Rod, I'm gonna let you tell about that track, man. I want to hear it. <laughs> I was gonna also nah. say too, like before you uh you jump in, Jerry. Like um, I was gonna say like the reason why I'm asking about these tracks specifically in terms of you know what you guys are conveying lyrically with it is because like what you said, T Nice. Like there are some track. Like I think most of the music is easy to to get right. Like it's not that yeah. when I say easy, it's it's not that difficult to get. But at the yeah. same time, there are certain tracks that you're like, it it's you still gotta kind of like uncover, you know, the layers yeah. of what's being said, which is also mm. dope. Yeah, I think for lyricists as well. But yeah, go ahead, Jirai. That that's why I, I I'm asking about these tracks like that. Yeah. Yo, uh, say the word is is special to me because um, like yeah, like Tina said, I'm talking about hip hop, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it's a Marsha Ambrosia sample, right? Yeah. And so. Marsha Ambrosius is basically staying in the sample that um that you should that whoever she's talking to should be with her because because of how much she understands and they just want to she just wants you to say the word yeah and so at the time T Nice uh sent me the the track like I I hadn't really done music in a while and I was contemplating not doing music. And so, but I would dabble, I would do a feature here. I would dabble in, in some stuff. Mm. And so the concept came to me because I'm thinking about Marsha Ambrosius as hip hop and as hip hop saying to me, don't um, say, say the word, make it clear what your intentions are. Mm, are you going to yeah. do hip hop or are you not? Like what's going to happen? And so I wrote the verse with that in mind and with me talking about, um, just talking about my relationship with hip hop. Like I start off by saying, I, f- I feel like you're the only one who ever knew me. No matter how I tried to hide the truth, you see it through me. Since mm-hmm. early on, it's like a poem to hear you speaking to me. I can't yeah. leave you alone. You know what I mean? It's it's me personifying hip hop as a woman like Common did and I, 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 I used to love her. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and so I even talk about how um, I'm writing this letter to explain exactly how I feel. Like, so I actually wrote the verse on a on a pad the way I used to write my verses because it's not the same trying to talk to you through a screen, like <laughs> trying to talk to somebody through the Like, it's it's all of those different elements of me talking to hip hop and then me at the end finally saying, like, I'm going to be here. I know what you need. I know what you want. And I'm about to take this thing a little bit more serious. And so then the, the hook at the end is is like I read it like her response to me mm. saying oh well if you're gonna be here for me then i'm gonna be here for you and we can and we can do this like i even said the line you feel trapped with all these dudes mumbling in your ear like it's that's dope <laughs> i played the verse i played the verse i played the song i think when the i played the song for my brother right and my brother is like he called me and he was like bro <laughs> what's going what's going on why you ain't tell me i was like nah it, <laughs> you it told ain't me that, that too yeah, I had explained it to him. Yeah, 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 and he went back and listened. And it's funny because, like, everybody know I'm married. Like, I'm not. It's not a secret. Like, T Nice knows, and like, my wife's 
best friend is T Night's sister in law. Yeah. So I know when he's hearing the verse, because I didn't explain it to him. <laughs> when he's hearing the verse in the studio, I'm he probably thinking like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I was like, hey, it's dope. It's real life music. It's dope, but yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it, that's I do that from time to time. I got a couple songs where I personify hip hop as a woman because um we usually like we where I where I'm from. You know what I mean? We cherish our women. We build them up. We we try to make sure they take it care of. And and I feel like we should do the same thing with with hip hop. Yeah. So I thought it was apropos to do that. But um, yeah, I like I like that joint. I'm glad I'm glad people I'm glad people got it. <laughs> I got well, it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you shared it because you know, like you explained it because the line where you said looking through the screen. I was like, I was like, man, is is you know, of course, like right now we're looking at each other through a screen, right? right. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe he's talking to someone that he couldn't see in the pandemic, right? So like you threw me <laughs> off there too, but that makes it even more dope. You know what I'm saying? It makes yeah. it even more dope that I wasn't able to get it. That's why I love doing these things because you know, I'm sure yeah. maybe if I would have listened a lot more, because I still, you know, gotta listen to the album more, I probably would have eventually gotten it. But that's I love that type of stuff. I love when yeah. the music is coded, right? Where it, yeah. it takes some listens and it takes some, you know, maybe asking questions. You know, um, I go to the Genius site often to go, mm -hmm. you know, to go check out lyrics and, and, and try to yeah. decipher and, and make what I can of the music because I'm a fan of lyrics like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Wow. So I, I appreciate you doing that for that record and, and you know, the other tracks as well. You know where you, yeah. you put those little messages in. Yeah, you know? it's it's cool that you it's cool that you ask that because it's it's a jewel. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta mind for the jewel sometimes. Like because because everything is not everything is not gonna always be explained. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it but T Nice got stuff on here. I had to ask him like yo because he got the, the 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 verse on the times. What he was talking yeah, about yeah. Uh, the the lady and the God proof and all that, and I, I asked him, I was like, "Yo, so what yeah. is what does this mean?" <laughs> and he told yeah. me the situation behind uh, the verse. So it's just everything is is coded, but if you speak the language of hip hop, then you you well, kind of yeah. you gotta you gotta dig for that a little bit. Yeah. So you you exactly. just you just made me think of another question, like. And 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 maybe you could uh, you could answer this uh, you know you could answer this T nice like if you had to name like or you know cite a line from this album you know um, or maybe a couple lines from this album well you could just pick one like you know what would you say is the one or two lines that people most likely wouldn't get in terms of you know, it having a, a underlying meaning or, you know, or just definitely. like a clever play on Def words definitely. to it. Definitely with the line that Roger's talking about this now on um, tomorrow. Shorty had a body, but um, what would I say? Oh, I, see, look, mm -hmm. uh, I got, you know, me, Gerard, go with this all the time. Got so many tracks. Sometimes I'll just be like, yo, I forgot about that one. But um, the verse that he was talking about, um, basically talking about my past, my ex, and um, how she, you know, had a body beautiful and everything, um, main attraction, but she wasn't God-proof. And the meaning behind that was based like her, her values, her core values. She had no values. She was for the streets and everything. And um, that was that was a line that stood out. Then that um, Gerard asked me about um, another one. Shoot, off top, I can't really think of one off top right now. Um, <laughs> got so many. 
on top. Um, I, I kind of make it real clear, clear as day on certain a lot of my tracks, but um, right, I got right, some right. hidden gems. I got I got some hidden gems in there nice. and everything. Um, right off top, I can't really think of one right it's now. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I I just figure I ask being in the moment. Yeah, but um, yeah, I man. Gerard got some. <laughs> yeah. So nah, your whole your whole your whole verse on uh the last joint, Life's a B, is is it's serious to me. Like yeah. That yeah. yeah, that whole and, uh, and, yeah. and modeling Nas and all of that like that, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite artist, favorite artist Nas nice. man. Nice. Uh, I, it's just, I, I mean, I, he just paint pictures in your head, man. Absolutely. It's like everything he came out with is like, oh, I see this every day going up, like and it's yeah, clear as day. And I'm gonna catch you like, yo, you from Brooklyn? Why you don't like Jay? I like Jay. What are you talking about? I, I love Jay. That's my dude. We Jay's that come through the block by Icy's for everybody. But Nas just that dude. And the same yeah. thing with Biggie. Be like, yo, you don't like Biggie? You like Pac better? Like Pac used to preach to me. Pac, Pac making like he teaching, yeah, talking yeah, to you. Yeah, Biggie's yeah. a swag street rapper yeah. that I love. Like Biggie was Brooklyn all the way. All but the Pac way. like preached to you. Like, yo, you want to sit here and listen? Like <laughs> they all offer Biggie's something a, special. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah. They all offer something special. Artists, yeah. So yeah, they all offer something special. Indeed, indeed. What would you all say is the definition of black noise from your perspective? Like, how would you define this term for the for this track title on the album? So That's black noise, right there. Yeah, yeah, black noise is uh. So the guy who did the beat, his name is Black Maul. He's a producer from. He's actually from uh. I don't want to mess it. I think he's from Connecticut. Um, but he's he's here in uh South Carolina, and I've been doing some work from work with him um and so i was in the studio with him working on that song his production company is called black noise mm -hmm. so he was doing a beat and um i was writing while he's making a beat and so it just to me black noise is is black music it's it's the noise that we make when we are expressing ourselves from our soul Mm -hmm. in whatever form of music we take so hip-hop is the definition of black noise but it's also jazz is gospel is drumming it goes all the way back to africa and, and how we uniquely express ourselves through music in a way that nobody else on the earth can so mm -hmm. that that's what the black noise title means to me and uh that's his production company name so uh shout out to black mall uh black noise and uh I like that joint. I actually was talking to him yeah. about that song today. Yeah, <laughs> so, nice. yeah. yeah shout out one. to the producers, man. Um, because they they I feel like their music plays a, a very integral part of what yeah. we get from the overall yeah. sound of the of the project. Can you just like do you just kind of just like just name the producers on the album for, to just kind of shout them oh, out? Oh man, there? we got a. Uh, we got Black Mall. Right. We got DJ Ambush who did the uh, Five Star in a little. Um, Peso, Peso right. Juno, um, Juno, uh, Sapuda, I think. Yeah, Sapuda, uh, yeah. The Supreme Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supreme Talk. And I can't remember the name of the person who did the Times. Yeah. Um, I don't got the yeah. cover in front of me. I see. I think it's <laughs> no, 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 no G Beats. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. No, no, no G Beats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I got it. I, that was my first time um, me. I, I think I got it with him on by like my last project and got a couple of beats and stuff like that. And uh, it was my first time working with them. Yeah. First time. 
I just want to say about the beats, T Nice, he picked the majority. He picked basically all of these beats. That's what's and up. So <laughs> he always has a a great ear for production so i would I always be hitting them up like man <laughs> like you gotta throw me some of these <laughs> oh man it just what i'll be feeling at the time you should you wait till you hear these tracks i got working on now <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice, nice. yeah that's yeah. wonderful man and you know one thing i can clearly see you know with just this interview doing this interview with you all together like your 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 relatability and your chemistry and just that that love that y'all got for each other it definitely yeah. shows so um yeah, yeah. and i think it it it's probably one of the reasons why the album also translated so well right because of mm-hmm. that um that chemistry so yeah man big ups to y'all on this project it was definitely appreciate the love man a, a appreciate pleasure. the love man yeah yeah for absolutely real. supreme man. too we we supreme talk to some of us coming Trust me, yeah. I'm, I'm, was, I'm, I'm currently just in, in writer's mode right now. While I'm dropping a project this summer, probably on my birthday, August. No, no guarantee, probably but August or September. Okay. I'm in writer's mode right now. Um, when I get in writer's mode, I know how I got. I get locked in. Yeah. Um, I'm writing two to three tracks a day. Like I wrote two tracks on my lunch break today at work. Nice. I'm just feeling it. Just feeling it. But um, once yeah. I get locked in, it, it, it's a wrap from there. But I told Gerard, we don't, we're not gonna set no date for it. Knowing us, we always hit each other up when we work on our projects. Like, yo, I got a track. Like, I got a track too. And we shoot it to each other and go from there. Like it, it just comes comes together. So I Supreme Two Talk is definitely coming this year, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. For, I, for sure. I was I'm glad you said that because that was gonna be my absolute next question. Like, what's next yeah. for y'all, man? Like, you know. Um, yeah, so go ahead, Jirai. You you could uh share what, what you got coming next as well. Yo, I got an hey. album. He's I got. I'm, annou- <laughs> I'm announcing it. I'm announcing it right now on uh, Out the Box Media. Right, I got exclusive. an album coming with my man DJ Ambush. Exclusive. Um, we've been working on this album for a while, so um, I got two singles out right now. The first one is called Antithetic, um, with with uh, DJ Ambush, and the second one I just dropped, I think, two weeks ago, called Nowhere. Right, right. We posted um, that on the blog, yeah. Yeah, 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 y'all. And I appreciate that, man. Um, I got video videos for both of those two. But the next thing for me is that is that project. Oh, my bad. With that project with DJ Ambush, man. Um, T Nice is on there. Yeah, I got a couple yeah. other features on now. I want I want y'all to be surprised. But um, yeah, yeah I got a I got a me and T Nice did a did a spe- another special one on there too. But yeah. that, that's the next okay. thing coming for me. And I got um. A ton of music coming out this year, so nice. Just working, man. Yeah, it was uh, working. When 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 do y'all expect to put out Supreme Talk too? Is that is that gonna be in like the like next year or we're like? Oh, it's gonna be this year. It's gonna oh, be this wow! Year. So y'all coming with it again? It'll be this year. Wow! It'll be this, this year. year. It'll probably year. be. It'll it'll be it'll, interesting. It'll, it'll probably be around the because T Nice got a project dropping in August. It might do. Yeah, it'll probably be around the fall, maybe. Fall, yeah, Tuesday, definitely fall. But it's definitely gonna come this year. Definitely gonna come yeah. this year. Yeah, no got set it. date though yet. Could check check us back or check back with us in the summertime. We'll let you know. <laughs> indeed, indeed, keep the momentum uh, going. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. And um, do y'all have any plans for um, like any like other plans promotionally, like for the project? Like, do you guys? see yourself going on tour or you know putting out you know music what? videos and stuff like that I, I can speak a little bit on this on that part on this mm-hmm. project was so funny this is the first project where 
I could say I didn't push as um, hard as the, as my own past couple projects. Right. We've been pushing it socially, but not just like by word. Right. Yeah. And what's so crazy? What's so crazy behind that? It, it sounds crazy. We've been pushing it socially at this on um, inboxes. Um, you know, check this out. We see somebody. We've been getting a buzz off that from having interviews in Dubai, um, yeah. United Kingdom. Um, a lot of people been hitting us up, like as like you hit us up with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, for the interview, and that's the crazy part because we really haven't pushed it like we have with the previous songs, the yeah. tracks, or our previous albums and stuff like that. Um, we we just kind of just put it out there, just like boom, here we go, Supreme Toy. I've been waiting for it, Gerati Nice, yeah. but it's still been getting a, a buzz. So when we just running with it, we're gonna start shooting the videos for it uh, within the next couple of weeks. Um, we're gonna shoot about two to three videos off of it and we're gonna yeah. see where it go from there because once we, we gerard drop his project i dropped my project we have that buzz going with supreme talk still um probably get back on this on the stage performances and stuff like that but that i mean gerard he's the one that gave me one of my first performances too that's nice. why I was like since, since that first day like we just linked up um had a yeah. dope venue dope crowd um and, and i rocked the stage with gerard and it was love from there and um, like that, that, I miss them days. I miss them days. Yeah, I miss them days together. too. Me and him just <laughs> rock the stage together a lot of times, man. And um, I got a a lot of fans off of that as well. But um, it, it's coming. It's coming. We 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 gonna continue to push Supreme Talk year round. Yeah, that's what's up. That's oh, what's yeah. up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. You know, I just thought about this, and I didn't I didn't get a chance to ask y'all this earlier, but you know, being that y'all are based in South Carolina, when I hear about you know, music coming from the Carolinas is mostly from North Carolina. Like, I hear about it. Like, I got a lot of artists that I like that come from North yeah. Carolina and hip-hop. But I was just curious to know about the identity. Because I feel like North Carolina has an identity, like, whether it be J. Cole or Little Brother or, you know, yeah, right. Justice League or whatever. Like, you... I don't really hear too much artists coming from South Carolina, you know, doing this type yeah. of music. You know, can you speak a little bit more? And I know we're like wrapping up the interview, but that just yeah. dawned on me. I said, let me ask about like the identity and what what that, South true, Carolina though, um, hip hop represents. That is true. In South Carolina, um, you really don't see the hip hop scene big, especially in my yeah. area. I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, upstate, um, a part of South Carolina. Right. Gerard's like in the, in the middle of Columbia, the state capital, yeah. and um. Um, from my area, you don't see it. You, you might run across your one or two or three or four artists that, right. that's really doing hip-hop, but they, like you said, they're not marketing themselves right, they're not promoting themselves right, they really get it out of there, that the trap music or the other genres of music are overpopulating it. Um, state-wise, I've been around state-wise, I, I've done shows here and there, I, I, I build with a lot of artists. You run across your artists that are doing hip-hop, but like I said, the marketing is not like they're not promoting themselves to really yeah. push it out there, so it's yeah. rare that you see it. And, um, I could say the biggest artist that um South Carolina's probably have right now that's industry wise that to my knowledge as far as hip hop and and dropping music like like that is um Nick Grant. He's from South Carolina. Mm, okay. So yeah, yeah, he's from South Carolina, and that's really the only artist I could pick, think of vividly right wow. now because I know a lot of I know a lot of local artists that do it that I I build with during the years and connected with that that does it the hip hop and everything, but it oh. The state just overpowers with a lot of futures out here, a lot of futures, young boys and stuff like that, you know. And 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 it was no disrespect to that type of music because everybody got their own background, everybody yeah, got their yeah, own yeah. feel. I I I dig it. I, I listen to it sometimes, but I I like to listen to the music I can relate to. Right. Like I always be seeing um questions pop up on Facebook and stuff. 
um little random questions where if you had a 12 24 hour drive would you listen to this Man. this this and that i'll be laughing at that because it'd be some it'd be some artists on there like damn like damn they can pick nobody else but it'd be like be future or j cole i'm like yo i can't this is no future for, for a 12 hour drive or nothing like that Man. so it's stuff like that i could listen to you but I, can i listen to you for like a whole day can are you in my like i I'm, yeah. the, I'm the mood right now. I got us to some real conscious or there's some real life music. Right, I can't right. turn up every 24 seven, but yeah. um, but you know that 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 South Carolina has them artists. They have them artists. I, I come across a lot who reach out to me, but um, it's not broadcast nationally or nationwide because it's they yeah. you know, promoting, promoting yeah. and stuff. And I, I Yo, have to man. say, like your your sound is is very similar to what I get from like the little brothers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, when I listen to this album, I feel like yeah, it's in the vein of what you would get from a yeah. little brother album. But I, I didn't want to, you know, I, I love it, little it, brother. Right. It would be easy for me to when just you said that when, I, when you Carolina. said that 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 was like oh snap I, I laughed I was like that's <laughs> dope I said that is dope yeah. like I, I I look Gerard put me on little brother I heard of him prior to me and yeah, Gerard. Yeah. But when I first met him, he used to always tell me, oh, check this album, I'll check that And I'd start listening. I'm like, where they from? Right, right, like, right. North Carolina. I was like, North Carolina. Now, I was familiar with Knife Wonder already right. and stuff like that. But Little Brother, I just seen him here and there. I just really never put to, like listened to him. Absolutely. And like yeah. around 03, 04. Yo, they crazy. Like, oh, yeah. from North Carolina, but that area of North Carolina is hip hop. There's a lot of people in Raleigh Durham that's hip hop. Right, that right. Area is, is, is hip hop in the area. I've been up there and um they love hip hop up there. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Nah, um, I just speak just to speak on South Carolina. Mm. I'ma do a shameless plug. You know what I mean? My yeah. new single is called Nowhere. <laughs> and the concept behind the single is the idea that um when you tell people that you do music from Columbia, South Carolina, that's what people say, like, ah, oh, you nowhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's been the consensus my whole career. Like, it's a lot of people in South Carolina, in Columbia, South Carolina, that's doing great hip-hop music. But the market here is when you're from the South, there's an expectation that you're going to sound a certain way. Mm. And so I'll never forget this. It's a short story. But, like, we was doing a um, – Jim Jones was going to be coming down, and he was auditioning people to perform open for jim jones in charlotte north carolina and so uh me and uh my other partner sheen who i used to do music with we went to audition to open for jim jones and so we finished doing our songs and uh judges told us that we sound too <laughs> northern to oh, open for jim that. jones <laughs> and, I, and that like that spoke to me in a certain way because I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Like, you don't get no more uh, southern yeah. than me. Word, word. And Jim Jones is from Harlem, New York. <laughs> How in the world could you uh, sound too northern to open for Jim Jones? But, like, the idea, the, the thing about being from here is I love my city. I love my state. I love being from the south. I love being from South Carolina. The benefit is we, we – um have experience with all types of music. Right. And if you if you're a black person in the United States, nine times out of ten, somebody who you're related to has roots in South Carolina so, because Charleston, yeah. South Carolina, it was the biggest port of, yeah. uh, in the South to bring slaves mm -hmm. into the South. Mm -hmm. So your some of your people are from here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just yeah, it just is what it is. 
But the music scene is such here that if you don't sound like what's on the radio or what's mainstream or what's popular, then you don't always get the look yeah. from from the gatekeepers. You'll get the look in your community. You know what I mean? You'll get I have a lot of guys I do music with and ladies too. And um we make dope music. But when it comes to getting the overall big, bigger look, is they don't you don't sound like what people who people think from South Carolina would sound like. So the single is called Nowhere because that's what I'm talking about. And I'm talking telling people like this is what it's like to live here. And even when you go somewhere else, you gotta come back and you come back to nowhere. So but the music scene see nice. He's in Greenville. It's crazy. Like it's crazy that you can have dope artists individually that you meet, that you run across, and they'll be some of the dopest people to make music with. But the masses looks at South Carolina in a different way. Right. So yeah. hopefully this music we making can kind of change that perception. Yes, yeah. man. Yes, man. Damn. Well said, brother. Well said. Yeah. Yo, listen, man. It has been a pleasure chatting with y'all. You know, before no we get out of here, let the folks know where they can find y'all, whether it be, you know, your social media pages, your websites, you know, even yeah. Bandcamp, you know, like where, where can they keep connected with y'all? You can find me, man, on T Nice on um, Instagram, T Nice the Kid. That's T N Y C E the Kid. Um, all social plat music platforms, T Nice as well, T N Y C E. Bandcamp, T Nice, or just Google T Nice. Um, all my my music and everything I did in the past 10, 15 years will come up. Eighty five concepts the label. You yeah, Google that as well. Dope. Um, all of my socials are True Jirai, at True Jirai, T R U E. J-O-R-A-I on Instagram, Facebook. Um, my website is truejirai, T-R-U-E-J-O-R-A-I.com. Um, so you put that in, it'll take you right to all of my music. I'm Jirai on all of the streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your music, that's where I'm at. That's what's up. Shout out to T Nice and Jirai. Thank you so yes, much for being no here doubt. on Out the Box. Appreciate Talks. you. I wish you all nothing but continued success with your music, no man. Doubt. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting that substance in the music. And, you know, yeah. staying true to y'all, man. Um, hip hop, yeah. in my humble opinion, I feel like hip hop needs more and more of that, right? And that to me is what helps to push the culture forward, man, no and, and keep it going. So, Thank you all for your contribution to hip hop and, and music, you, man. And you know, like I said, man, let's stay connected with the new music. Oh, you, know, you know, I got the blog, stay so want to be able yeah. to post up the new music. You know, feel free to send me any new music y'all got coming out. You know, and yeah, yeah. man. Uh, and to all the people tuning in on the platform, remember to go to the website outtheboxmedia.com. You can also yeah. actually subscribe for free on the website to be able to get on our mailing list so we can update you with all the things out the box related. You know, remember I have so, a music review channel at out the box media on on YouTube as well, you know, and you know, let us know how y'all feel about some of the, you know, the interviews and the shows and all the dope stuff we do with out the box. All right. No so doubt. I thank y'all again for tuning in and I thank my guests, you know, I will catch y'all on the next episode. No we are signing off for episode 105 of Out the Peace. Box Talks. Out the Box. Take Shout care. out, for real. What up? <laughs> All right. Peace, love, and light. Y'all stay focused, stay healthy, stay safe.